Welcome to the Massacre Matinee. Are you ready for the podcast, Kate? I'm ready for the podcast. Okay, cool. Let's so, podcast. We're recording. You Usually we record this earlier in the day. Normally we do, but we, da- we got tattoos. We bonded over tattoos. We did. Ghost bros. Ghost bros. <laughs> so, we're, I don't know like how this case is going to go, because this case is another survival story because you know i love watching those like i survived like shows and everything like that well this one's i survived a serial killer Mm. so that's where i got all of this information from and teddy was absolutely upset with me because he was also watching it with me and i paused it like every five minutes to take down notes (laughs) for five minutes and then i'd play it so a 30 minute episode was like an hour and a half long of me just taking it yeah so we're we're gonna have the pizza bomber episode coming up and drew watched that documentary with me and he got upset that i wasn't taking notes Mm -hmm. and i was trying to explain to him that i didn't want to have to pause it every five minutes because he told me about you and teddy watching documentaries and things so. so he can't watch them with me anymore so that's great um i don't mind it just means that i can pop in like headphones and everything like that and do the the recording this one is a little close to home, and by close to home, I mean it's downstate. Okay, so Ooh, Michi- downstate Michigan. Downstate gotta, Michigan, gotta, the Lower Peninsula, the because lower I, peninsula. Mm. the trolls, <laughs> the as Drew trolls. says from the. I am a room. transplant and troll. Okay, so I am not a troll, but I am a transplant. And if no. you don't understand, a troll is anybody from below the bridge and below downstate, the Mackinac Bridge, and <laughs> anybody that just was not born in the Upper Peninsula is a transplant. So if you mm-hmm. are from downstate and a transplant, you are a transplanted troll. Yeah. Makes me think of those troll dolls from, like, the 90s. It's so funny when we were talking about, like, how our hair looks in the morning and just, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was when I had the colorful hair. (laughs) So, what's today's survivor story about from Downstate? the story about Lisa Gilbert Asher and her brother. Um, He kind of comes in a little bit later. Um, This happened in Lansing, Michigan, so the capital. Ah, uh, this was in the 70s, but it was like ni- 1978, so kind of close to um, the 80s. Um, Lisa at this time was only 14. Uh, her brother Randy was playing out back and she was kind of watching him because I believe he was a couple years younger than her. And this was also the 70s where they just kind of let kids yeah, by themselves. Kids, kids did whatever in the mm-hmm. 70s. I believe both parents were at work. Okay. Um, and she was supposed to call in to her stepmom because her stepmom was like, okay, like, hey, just call in to make sure everything's okay, nothing's wrong in the house, or if you have any questions about anything, just, like, check in with me at 3 o'clock. Um, so she's like, okay. I'm going to go get Randy because it's, like, time to do the call check-in. She likes to talk to both of us. So I'm, I'm going to go get him. So she goes out into the um, the yard and realizes there's a tan car, like, parked in her driveway. And she's kind of confused because, like, no one was supposed to show no, up. There wasn't no supposed, supposed to be, to be there. anyone there. But she's like, okay, you know, maybe, like, it's just a salesman or something like that i suppose traveling salesman was a lot more of a thing than Mm -hmm. it is now so 
she realized that the car is empty because she had like walked a ways to go get her brother because her brother was like in the like way backyard and okay. she like went around the house because i don't think they had a back door okay um so she like starts going back to the house. she sees that the car is empty she turns to go towards the front door or like i'm assuming that they had a door that was like towards the garage and then like one that was like to the main house okay um and there was a man standing in the doorway and was like starting to try to go into her house and she's like hey what the hell are you doing what are buddy? you doing and she's and the man's like oh hey like is your dad here um and she's like well no he's at work and the man's like oh well like do you have a number to get a hold of your dad she's like okay so well, maybe this is like someone my dad needed to do business with or something like that um so she's like okay you know what let me go get a pencil and paper from the kitchen and i'll write down the number to get a hold of him so she turns her back to this dude and like starts walking into the house and that's when the man like comes up behind her and like puts her into a chokehold vicious yeah and like she's only 14 at this time too and i don't uh, i think from what she described she's she's a shorter girl so it's just like ooh, it's, it's terrifying yeah. to have like someone who's taller like come up right behind you and just like as a small person, I can say that I've actually got a little bit of a fear of excessively tall people just because I know how easy it would be for someone to, like, overpower me. I don't me. like the fact that I have to look up to some people to talk to them. Right. But also, I don't want to be looking inside, inside your nose. You know, that makes me think of school, but that's another story. <laughs> that's another trauma. I was, I was a short, <laughs> short kid in school. Looked up so many noses. So his left arm is around her neck, and then with his right arm... To her throat, he has a knife. Ooh. And he tells her not to scream. And if she doesn't scream and just kind of follows along, everything will be okay. And he's not going to hurt her. Um, so, to add some backstory, because they kind of, like, jumped around and everything like that. Um, before this attack happened, about 20 months before Lisa was attacked... Um, a woman had come up missing from her home. Her name was Martha Sue Young. Her, the last person to see her was her ex-fiance, so he kind of became a person of interest in um, her disappearance, but then they kind of were like, okay, that's eh, not really, you know, we can't find any leads. And then January 1st, 1977... Is when Martha went missing. I don't know why I wrote two different dates for Martha going missing. And Just to confuse yourself yeah. for funsies. And then June 27th, 1978, a farmer um, found the remains of a young woman. The remains turned out to be um, also Martha. So he had a thing for Martha's. People named Martha. So it was all about... But it wasn't the same Martha? No, because the first one was Martha, Martha Sue Young, and then okay. another one was Martha Shuquette? I like to see your notes. C-H-O-Q-U-E-T-T-E. I had highlighted this. I also think I did these notes when I was really tired. And I'm you also, probably were. And I'm also currently uh, really tired. Maybe Shuquette? Choquette? Mm, Choquette kind of Mar seems. Martha Choquette. It's, it looks kind of... French kind of like... Frenchy. French, yeah. <laughs> and they like did an autopsy and found that she had been stabbed 17 times. 
another woman named Wendy Bush and then another woman named Chris, uh, Christine Stewart were also missing at this time. All from like the same area. All around Lansing? All around Lansing. Okay. Um, and like kind of that county more so than the like city itself because I think this was like a suburb of Lansing. Okay. That it happened. Um, the local Lansing yeah. area. So then back to Lisa's story. He takes her into her parents' bedroom because it was just the closest one that he could see and told her to lay down on the uh, lay down on the floor face down. Um, and then he started like digging around in the dresser and found a pair of her mom's uh, knee-high socks and then shoved those into her mouth so she couldn't scream. Oh, better her mom's than her dad's, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, put her... <laughs> Did you just realize I just what I said? I realized what you said. <laughs> <laughs> he then put her hands behind her back and then tied them with, like, another pair of socks. Okay. And then... You know, trigger warning he then took off her clothes and then raped her like she was so shocked she she couldn't even like fight back because she was just like i don't know what to do because she's right. a 14 year old at this point who even knows if she knows what like is actually happening to her and honestly back in the 70s when when kids were 14 sex was not necessarily on it their was mind. so taboo back then like you don't talk about it right after you know he got done raping her uh he tied up her feet and then took off the belt. She was wearing a pair of like jean shorts and she had a belt on. Took that off of her and then um, started to strangle her with it. The belt broke from how hard he was trying to like strangle her. Like it snapped in like, half. Wow. It was a leather belt and he snapped it in half. So after the belt broke, he tried. He was just like, all right, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to use my hands. You know, the good old fashioned way. The good old fashioned way. <laughs> he strangled her so are that he broke all the blood vessels in her eyes. So her eyes were completely bloodshot red. She thought she was going to die, but then she heard that the back door was opening. So it was the back door. Oh, never mind. I had this backwards. So it was a back door, door leading through the garage. So you had to go through the garage to go oh, into, like, I okay. think it went into the main kitchen. And she had found the dude oh, yeah. at that, like... So it was probably, like, a ranch-style house or something. I've had a house yeah. like that. So she heard the door open, and, like, obviously the guy heard the door open, too. So he stops, and he left her alone. And she's so thankful that it was her brother who came through that door because literally a little bit longer she thinks she would have been dead. Oh, probably. Um, Randy was only 13. Okay, so there's, like, a year difference. Um, I wonder if Randy was a, uh, is a stepbrother because that kind of sounds like Irish twins kind of thing. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. They never really specified. It depends. But. I mean, me and my younger sibling are only a year apart. Mm. Oh, I guess Irish twins is only when, like, there's a couple months. A few months in I apart. I don't know. Don't know. This is the first time I've ever heard the term. Irish twins is when you're, like, really, really close to each other in age, but you're not actually twins. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and like your siblings and all that. So, so, uh, so now it kind of switches over to Randy's story in the episode. Um, he'd been playing around uh, by the pond in the backyard, and he kind of had the feeling he's like, you know what? I feel like I really need to go home. Like I should go home right now because I think he had like and his, his sister, sister had been going to like get him, wasn't she? Yeah, and then she like saw that the man was there. Okay. Um. 
and he like when he went in he was just like this house is really quiet did like lisa leave did she go like out with friends because like he couldn't hear anything usually I, I guess lisa was always kind of like a busybody, so she's always kind of like there's always something going something on. going on there's always noise in the house um and at that point randy saw that a man was leaving his parents room and like trying to like hide whatever was in the in the room and like close the door behind him hmm. um the man asked randy how he was doing um just like trying to make small talk and before randy could even oh, answer hey there, sport what's yeah. up to fella but before like, he could even answer he's lunging at randy to try to you know get him that was probably a mike peak but um no witnesses yeah he's literally like lunging at randy and putting this knife towards randy's throat and everything like that and he was just like hey i'm not gonna hurt you but he just lunged at him with the knife in his hand i don't i mean he said this he said the same thing to lisa yeah what is up with people being like i'm not gonna hurt you but i'm gonna like kind of come at you in a threatening way like that is you're not convincing yeah (laughs) like uh stereotypical you're not convincing well i mean not every serial killer is ted bundy they can't all be suave. No. And he had, he, Ted Bundy had that charm that kind of lured people in. I mean. See, that's the thing with this dude. They kind of called him like the Michigan Ted Bundy. Oh, thing. really? So he's like, because he wasn't a bad looking guy. And he, that's kind of how he would lure the women in. He'd just be like, oh, hey, you know, I'm just. He had a similar MO other than like the actual, like, like getting the victims versus, you know. Okay. I don't think he went as far as to be like, I'm going to go to the beach and my arm is broken. Can you help me find my dog? Like, he wasn't trying as hard, I guess. No. I feel like, I don't know, because this is, I'm trying to think of when Bundy was happening. Wasn't, wasn't this, a, it was after Bundy, I think. Bundy was like, what? I'm not sure if it was after Bundy. I don't know. I don't remember. I should say offhand mm-hmm. what era Bundy was, but I know Bundy was, was a Bundy lot was more 70s. televised. Anywho, back to the anyway. <laughs> so he, you know, lunges at him with the knife, and he took Randy upstairs this time. He didn't like take him into the same room with each other. He was just like, All right, you know, fuck this. Goes into the room. But at the top of the stairs, Randy's like, you know what, I'm going to fight back, fuck this, and, like, start squirming and trying to, you know, be able to get free. And he's and, only 13, so he's yeah. probably not that big either. And the dude just slams him onto the floor, Oof. sits on his back, and then just started, like, sawing his neck. Like, not even, like, stabbing, just sawing his neck. Wow. And... Randy's still trying to fight back while his neck is getting sawed. Right. I mean, um, I'd think anybody would. He was actually able to knock the knife out of the dude's hand and grab it himself. And he, like, I don't know why he didn't try to, like, stab the dude himself, but he, like, threw it as far away as possible across the room as he could. Well, um, he he was probably thinking, if the knife's not near me, then I can't get hurt mm-hmm. with it anymore kind of thing. So then the man's like, okay, you know what? You took away my weapon. I'm just going to try to strangle you after already, you know, cutting into his neck. Right. Which, 
to me feels like this is probably also a little bit of what helped save his life because you're putting pressure on the wound. Right. Um, at this point, Lisa hears the struggle. She's like back out of consciousness. She, cause you know, she was, she probably passed out a little bit. She out, was yeah. getting strangled until mm-hmm. Randy got home. And here's Randy just like going ballistic. So she's, you know, she's still tied up her hands and feet. She's gagged. And she's still naked. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And everything. Cause I mean, why naked from the up? waist down yeah. and everything like that. She hears him scream. She somehow gets her feet untied and her hands untied. Um, she's still, you know, fully naked. I guess she didn't, I I thought she didn't have, did take off her shirt. Um, oh, never mind. She only got her feet untied and she was still fully naked and had her hands bound behind her back. And she's just like, the best bet is to go get help. And she runs out into the street like that. Buck naked and tied up. I mean, that's a good way to get attention and get someone to help you. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Um, Slightly off topic, but I always had this thought that if somebody broke into the house and I was in, in like in the shower or something, mm-hmm. that I would just honestly try and just attack the shit out of them naked because they're going to be so shocked by the fact that they're getting attacked by a naked person that they might hesitate long enough for me to be able to get away. The like, story of that's a, like Tommy says that he wants to go like attack a home intruder and just be stark fucking naked with a gun. <laughs> you know that sounds like exactly something Tommy would do. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> You're not listening to this. But We're going to make you listen to this, Tommy. He's Spotify just this now, part. so he can listen to it. Tommy, you have to listen to this. <laughs> um, so Randy kind of had a big brain moment. He just kind of makes himself go limp. And just kind of was like, I'm going to make Play this dead. guy. I'm going to make this guy think that I died. And it worked. Because the guy's like, haha, I finally strangled somebody correctly and got off of him. Um. Meanwhile, Lisa's. Meanwhile, Lisa's in the street. Yeah, Uh, Randy kind of played dead a little bit, like a little too early, because he does remember seeing like the light starting. The stereotypical like go into the light kind of. Oh, like he was about to pass out. Like he was about to like yeah. Um. So like the man's like oh you know he's he he's dead goes grabs the knife rolls randy over and just starts stabbing him in the in the chest i thought you were gonna say in the nuts no but that would be that'd be a brutal thing to do Mm. like you're already killing this person you don't need to like fuck your balls (laughs) it just reminds me of the fuck your chicken strips pretty much yeah yeah (laughs) so lisa sees a car coming while she's like butt naked and she just takes the gamble of jumping in front of this moving car please don't run me over and it was a man in the car pulls over and she was just like someone is in the house they attacked me they're currently attacking my brother you need to come help um so he pulls into the driveway he sees the car um and at the same time he's pulling into the driveway the killer's walking out of the house so he's done attack. stabbing Randy. So he's do- he, he only stabbed Randy twice in the chest. Oh, well, that's yeah, that's good at least. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's and then he's just like ha- part of how he survived too. I'm done here, and just starts casually walking out the front door, and the witness then asks the bo- the uh, the dude that came out of the house, and he's like, "Hey, like, 
Were you attacking these children? Is there a young like, boy that happens to be in the house? Like, is he hurt thinking that maybe, hey, maybe this was another neighbor that she got a hold of or something like that. And then he kind of just, like, sees the dude kind of, like, look like a deer in the headlights, kind of jump, and then just, like, bolts to his car, gets in, and drives away. And the witness is just like, oh. He must be the bad guy. Like, he's the one that attacked these people. And... You know, he goes into the house, he uses their phone, calls the police, calls, you know, an ambulance and all of that kind of stuff. They show up. Um, before leaving in the ambulance, Randy, ha- like, makes sure to tell his sister, like, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay, sis. I'm okay. Because she was so worried. Because, like, he, right. you know, to her, in her mind, she got off easy. I mean, like, she, still, she went through something, like, fucking traumatic. But... He had the physical like wounds. Yeah. Well, she also had. She, th- she also has physical wounds, but she probably felt like you know he didn't use that knife on me. No, like he, he, she, just- he got stabbed in the chest. Like that's scary because like did he puncture a lung? Did he puncture his heart? You know. Right. Um. One of the stab wounds actually got really close to puncturing his heart. It just raised it enough to like scratch it so it did damage the heart but not enough to be like it it wasn't as detrimental as like actually getting like pierced the heart it just like it probably didn't actually like hit the heart so much as it was the um i think it's called like the myocardial sac or whatever yeah it's a sac that sits around your heart Mm mm-hmm it, it was just kind of like it, it just grazed it, like mm, so, that's like very, a little, like lucky. a half a centimeter over, and he would have been like dead. So, um, the witness remembered the attacker's license plate. Good on them. I really hate this about myself. I probably would not be able to remember license plate. I don't even know my own license plate. <laughs> I was raised that if you ever find yourself in an uneasy situation like that. Mm-hmm. To try and remember as many details as possible. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I've had situations where a car has gone, like, speeding and driving like a psychopath past me. And I've had to call and be like, I'm sorry I didn't get the license plate, but this is what the car looks like. It looks like this color person wearing this color clothing was driving kind of stuff. Just trying to... Yeah, give them as much detail so they can, as like, you can look for yeah. it. Yeah. My, my stepdad used to actually, like, test me on it because I <laughs> wanted to be a cop. Yeah. He's like, this is the kind of stuff you're going to have to know. And... I never ended up being a cop. No. That's one of the things that kind of stuck with me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd be able to remember at least a couple letters. I think if you have the first three or the last e- three. Either the first or the last three usually helps to, narrow it yeah, down Yeah, and then lot. if you have the color and the type, then they're usually really easily able to... Um, Assuming the plates aren't stolen. but Yeah, I mean, that's true. Cause mm, <laughs> that's a problem around here. A lot of people swap out plates. Remember the license plate. They were able... To find out who it, it came back to, Don Miller, and they were able to just go to his house because well, hey, the seventies are not going to think, "Oh, they can track me through my license plate," you know. So it's really interesting because they're like, "Oh, we know who this guy is because we investigated him once before." Oh, he's the ex-fiance of Martha Sue Young. Oh. And, like, Lisa was able to positively identify him. Randy was able to positively identify him. Because they sat outside of his house, waited for him to show up. And when he pulled in, they arrested him. 
and he's like i didn't do shit like denied everything and then that's when they're like oh man he's connected to like all of these other women he killed all of these other women and he like um he just tried to kill these two kids yeah uh he was taken to trial and he was convicted of rape and attempted murder of lisa and then attempted murder of randy um he was sentenced to 30 to 50 years a grand jury indicted him for the four murders of like the previous women they only had found two bodies however miller had confessed to the four millers so they only had two bodies they don't know still where these other two bodies of these women are i lied i'm the biggest liar i just read further into my notes he led them to the other bodies oh i I was thinking of a different case where they couldn't find him but so they had found two bodies beforehand did he like negotiate like i'll lead you to the other ones for a lesser sentence kind of thing because that does kind of happen a lot with the fact that he only got charged well i think he only got charged for the 30 to 50 years for the attempted murder and the rape and then at that point more evidence came out because of those attacks and okay. the fact that he had been investigated before, that's when they were like, we think you did these other four murders. Or like, for sure, these two murders. And then you did something to these other two missing girls. He took a plea in doing so. So he did get a plea deal for um, leading him. the police. Uh, and then for those two murders, four murders, technically, He was only sentenced to 10 to 15 years added on to that. Each? 30 to 50. Total. Total. Um, Man, that must have been a hell of a negotiation. But it served concurrently. So one after another or at the same time? Same time. So he, once he serves 10 years, he's off, off the... Murder charges. Murder charges. So he's currently only serving for the attempted murder. He's able to be out of prison in 2031. And he will be 70. And he'll still be downstate and thus not my problem. Right? I mean, my (laughs) name's not Martha, but... No. (laughs) Um, So yeah, he's still serving. Honestly... Honestly, he's probably going to die in, in the jail system. Well, he's, I feel like. He's only, what's that, like eight years off? I believe so. Should be, yeah, eight, eight years from now would be 2031. Yeah. So, and, it, and he'll be 70 at that time? He's not going to really be able to, oh, I mean, I'm not down, yeah, when he, he'll, he'll be probably, 70 in 2031. I mean, they'll probably keep him on... Oh, he's going to be monitored for the rest of his life. Yeah, so... They'll probably put him straight into an old folks home. <laughs> like, he's not... He's going to go into a You know how center. many Marthas he's going to find in that old folks home? Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, but he, he's going to be, like, monitored and everything like that. And plus, he's going to be 70. He's going to be frail. Mm. Er. I was going to say, we know we some know people, some that, people are that are 70. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean... I feel like prison hasn't been good to him. I think I saw a recent picture of him, and it's definitely not been good to him. Well, typically, when when it comes to cases against underage peoples, especially when it involves the molestation and the fact that he wasn't killed in prison, yeah, the fact that he's still alive is a fucking miracle. Right. 
So I'm going to end this on like a, a nice, you know, note and everything like that. Some good feel good stories because these two people did survive. They grew up. Lisa's been married well, for 17 is, this years. This is a, a crazy thing for you. It's two survivor two stories survivor in a row. Ones, but it's like a mix because people did die. He was a serial killer because he did technically well, pe- kill. People did die, yes. But mm-hmm. the, the quote unquote mean characters. The fact that these were kids. Yeah. And Kids were tougher back then. Yeah. Um, but it's the fact that like Randy full heartedly they saved each other's lives at different oh, points. Yeah. Sibling love is sibling love. Oh yeah. So she's been married for seventeen years and she drives a bus for disabled children. Aww. And like to and from school and she loves her work. She doesn't let what happened to her control her life. Good. Randy became a police officer. Hell yeah, So Randy. he's a police officer in the Lansing State and he's doing great. He Hell loves yeah, it. He, want, he, like, he loves the fact of like how the people helped him. But he's come out and said he doesn't remember telling his sister that he's okay in the ambulance. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> realistically, like, I he, was, he was probably either in shock or doped the fuck up. Oh, yeah, he had to be in shock because not only did he get strangled, but he also got stabbed. I, I think, you know, I mean, young Randy laying on that stretcher probably looked up at his sister freaking out and was just like, oh, man, I got to make her feel better. Yeah. This is like, not good. Like, what I'm feeling. Like, are right. you okay? Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. But it's just like, she doesn't let the fact she got raped bother her. She'd rather, like, I know she wants to help people that have been in that situation and all that kind of stuff. I love the fact that Randy became a police officer. Oh, yeah. Oh, because, yeah. you know, he probably saw how the police, like, got him, like, they got him quick. Oh, yeah. Because it seemed like they dude. beat him back to his own house. They did. He didn't even make it home before they were like, oh, hmm. well, we know who this is. So it's like great on that one dude. Like they never named the dude that got out and like remembered the lace- license plate number and was just like, hey, please, like this is the number. Here's the full number. Mm. Go get him. And then the, like it's the fact that they also did their due, dil- uh, due diligence in investigating the additional murders. The additional murders, because they were like, oh, well, we know this guy did this. We know he's violent, because we already kind of looked at him, but they didn't have any of that physical evidence to, like, So did they get him, him purely in. on a confession, or did they end up finding evidence to tie him I feel to like it? they probably had more evidence to connect him actually to it because of the fact that he attacked other people. But they couldn't have had very much if he only got 10 years concurrent. I mean, if they had really solid evidence, he might have gotten life without parole. Yeah. Because I don't think Michigan had the death penalty at that time. I, I can't don't recall. Think I don't recall. I don't think we did. Or it was like at the time where it was like, maybe it could be in that. But I think it's the fact that they already had him dead to rights on one case for 30 to 50 years mm. i think he got charged with like the f- like 30 like let's see I'm trying to think you're trying to math trying to math i think he if got he's getting 50. out in 2031 then he had to have gotten at least 50 he got 50 and then they added the 10 years so so that wouldn't have been concurrent would that be no concurrent would be go uh at the same time so he would serve that 10 years as he's serving the 30 to 50 i think I think I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I know sure there's how two different works. terms. One of them is they're served at the same time and one is right af- one right after the other. Concurrent might be one right after the other. I think I don't know. Look, grammar is Either not Either way, my he was charged, but if grammar well, wants to hit us up for a sponsorship, let me do a quick bitch, I'm down. 
Grammarly, Cal- call me. Grammar, grammarly. Call me. They're not getting sponsors. I can't even say the name right. Um, We're not getting sponsors anyway. We don't even have 100 uh, unique listeners. Although, 31 our numbers are oh. increasing. Ooh, thank you. We're up to almost 45 unique listeners. Um, we do need to hit 50 to make stickers. And we will make... Um, Panda and Flamingo stickers. I will actually draw custom little cartoony guys for us. Ooh, I think he the trial probably took place not in 1978 for it to make sense because if he's able to go in 2031, it would have had to have taken in, place in 81 with mm-hmm. 50 years. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be 53. Which years. makes sense. I mean, they probably wanted to take their time on the trial kind of thing. Oh, it probably took a long time just because they probably, you know what probably happened? He probably got sentenced right away for the attempt of murder and everything like that because that is an mm-hmm. open shut case. They don't Easy need peasy. evidence. Yeah, they've got the so he was probably in jail already by the time that they were indicting him for the murders because they probably put him in jail and then were like, hey, we're going to get you on these murders, and then took a plea deal to probably shorten his sentence. Makes sense. I think that's probably what happened. I'm going to assume that's what's going to happen. Um, I couldn't really find a whole lot, um, but that was the mid-Michigan killer. That's what he's kind of known as. They didn't really, because, I mean, no, you said- he's a serial killer, but he didn't kill, like, 15 people, but right. it's because it's, it's the... Any, anything more, yeah, anything more than one, I think, is technically... I think it's more than... Maybe it's more than two. I don't I know. I think it's anything more than two over a span of time. Okay. Well, that was the mid-Michigan killer. Yeah. Rated on the doozy scale, although the doozy scale... Uh, the poll did not work on the last episode, so check out the question below and uh, respond to the question. Let us know how this rates on the doozy scale. And let us know how much of a badass Lisa and Randy are. For, yeah, I, I love them. Like, for sticking I love it out. Like these people who can just fight back and just kind of like have that survival instinct of just right. like, hey, I can do this. I've been on a kind of a survival kick kind of thing, just to be like, all right, you know, I like hearing about people that are overcoming this. Um, I believe. The show that I watched, I think it's on Discovery Plus. I was going to ask. So, what was that show called? Uh, straight up, I survived a, a serial killer. I survived a serial killer, and there's okay. a lot of them. Like, it's all people who just kind of got away. So it's it's great. I love hearing about the people that like couldn't be bested by a monster. <laughs> Justifiable. Hmm. And it's the fact they're kids. I can't get over the fact they were kids. Kids make some of the strongest survivors, though. Mm-hmm. The strongest fighters. And the fact that Randy thought to play dead was just probably life-saving. I mean, mm-hmm. he's lucky he only got the two stabs. Right, because he could have just been like, I'm going to go a little overkill. But I feel like that kid... I feel like the dude well, I was expecting... If he, if he knew that Lisa ran out the door, he was probably walking out to find Lisa. He probably thought Lisa was the only one there because Randy was hiding like he was like basically by the woods in the back by a pond and the dude was like in the front yard 
So yeah. he's not going to, he didn't know Randy was there. So he and was he, probably And he didn't expect surprised. Randy to interrupt, but mm-hmm. I feel like him stabbing Randy twice and then turning around and going outside might have been because maybe he knew that Lisa ran out the front door. You said she ran out the door. Yeah, he probably heard. Mm-hmm. So he probably went out like, well, better take care of this witness because the other one's dead on the floor. Yeah. Even though he wasn't dead on the floor. And, and then just to walk out and see a dude with her yeah. while she's naked and just be like, oh, shit. Well, Randy and Lisa, wherever you are, even though you're probably not listening, you guys are badass and keep being badass. And thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We'll see you next week, Monday, where hopefully I'll actually get off my ass and do some fucking research. (laughs) If not, I have a few short ones. I know we've had some shorter episodes. It's just we've both been really busy. We have. Life has been hectic and tattoos have to be traveled for. So yes, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.